Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Getting perilously close to 200. It won't coincide with the new year, alas, but it will coincide with my birthday. Hint. Um. <laughs> and we have, by request, as I said last week, Page Plant, Tokyo, Japan, February 13th, 1996. This specific show was not requested, but this specific tour was, especially a uh, performance of T for One, which was done on this tour. As I mentioned last week, they uh, after they did their successful uh, what they, unleaded tour, I guess is what it was called, shit, um, in 95... Uh, they wrapped that up, and in 96, they went uh, to Japan, South America, and I think they did a show in Australia or New Zealand. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. But in any case, um, what makes this uh, different than the 95 is they don't have as many people involved. Paul Thompson from The Cure who was the second guitarist at Robert's insistence for good reason. If you ask me, um, was no longer there. I think Jimmy proved that he could reliably be consistent enough to pull off the shows. You know, remember during this time, Jimmy was still drinking. He was a little puffy fellow and it's not that it was a huge problem, but there were times here and there where it did affect things. Uh, once to the point that uh, apparently Robert socked him backstage. But that's anecdotal. I don't know nothing. In any case, the 95 tour was good. Everybody went, I'm sure. If you were around at that time and into Zeppelin, you went. It was huge, hugely popular, hugely successful. Their album, the Unleaded album, was absolutely badass. I love the reinvented songs, the reinvented No Quarter, the reinvented Nobody's Fault But Mine. Good stuff. And a really nice orchestral and band version of Cashmere on top of it all. And that thing of Battle of Evermore with What's-Her-Name. Okay. When they got to Japan, they pared it down to a four-piece band, the same band that would carry on through the 98 Walking Into Everywhere tour. Uh, Michael Lee, rest in peace, on drums. Charlie Jones on bass and on Robert's daughter, because it's his, was at the time uh, his son-in-law. And Robert and Jimmy. And Ed Shermer, I think, on keyboards, if I recall correctly. Uh, Nigel Eaton on the hurdy-gurdy. They had the Egyptian pharaohs, I think they called them at one point. It was an Egyptian orchestra along with an Egyptian, not Egyptian, um, Middle Eastern percussion group. Really cool shit. And then they would just have a pickup uh, orchestra for whatever, whatever, whatever the city they were in. You know, they would just have a, a pickup uh, orchestra on the side. So a lot of people, but not quite as many. And... One of the great things about this tour is that they, they brought out songs that they didn't do on their last tour, but that they had orchestrated and made arrangements for. So this is where you get T for one. I think they even did Achilles last stand at one of the shows. 
It might not have been during this show. It might have been on the road. I don't remember. Um, long and short of it is, this tour is awesome. It is very well recorded. It is very well videoed, thanks to uh, the magnificent Terry Stevenson, who is the guy that is responsible for almost all of those great audience shot page plant videos and absolutely made Japan happen. Um, there's a fantastic interview with him on the Zep Fan podcast by Mark McFall. Another Mark. All the Marks make good podcasts. I highly recommend it. I recommend the podcast, too. It's a nice dovetail. It's it's, it's more collector-oriented. Um, but there's also great in-depth interviews with these people who are responsible for bringing this content to light. So go check it out after you listen to this. Not before. You will stay. You will listen. You will like it. <laughs> So, this is by request from a couple of our longtime listeners, Mimo and I think Knegarn jumped on board too. They're also patrons, so I am bound to carry their burdens and uh, play it. And I was like, yes, that's true. I haven't done it in a while. I thought I had done it much more recently, uh, a Japanese 96 tour, but it has been quite a while. And it is a great tour. I just realized I am not as enthusiastic about Page Plant simply because it's not the magic of Zeppelin. You don't have Bonzo, you don't have Jonesy, you don't have that interplay and that synergy. But that's my problem, not yours. And I still do love this. That's the thing. I have all these videos. I've watched them for years. Woohoo. This is great, great shit. And you get to hear T for One. Holy shit, right? Live. Really well done. Really well done. So let's just jump into it, huh? Let's just get this out of the way. T for one. February 13th, that long pause was, I was trying to think of how to transcribe two thirteen ninety six into words, and it took a disturbingly amount of time. Disturbingly amount of time? Shit, I'm having a stroke. Disturbing amount of time. Ha, huh. apparently having COVID in your 50s can age your brain 15 years, and I think that happened, man. Uh, maybe it's all the weed you smoke. Fuck off. Ah, uh, February 13th, 1996. T for one. Thank you, Terry Stevenson. I don't think he did the sound capture, but he did do the video, which you're not watching and I'm not playing. Okay, here we go.
beautiful, <clears throat> mature, and eloquent. Some beautiful phrasing from Mr. Page. Robert sounded great. Michael Lee did a great job. And Charlie Jones played bass adequately. Um, I like that. It's really cool. The sound is great. This is, I, I, I did not mention this. This is a Lyriodendron, uh, Matrix, I believe. And I love his work because he has a great ear and a light touch. And I mean, it sounds, it almost sounds, uh, you know, official. And that's because at this point there were taper sections on this tour, at least on the 95 tour. I don't know about 96 in Japan, but I believe it didn't take to, if I recall correctly from that Zep fan podcast, you should listen to. <clears throat> um, I mean, the band, Jimmy and Robert, were aware of Terry. And um, I think it's at this point he was able to actually get some of his videos to the band. I think he connected with maybe some of the um, um, Egyptian orchestra, some of the, the ancillary figures. In uh, TLDR, he got primo uh, location for his recording rig in front of the soundboard or he'd get to patch into the soundboard something I can't quite remember but he got he got taken care of so that he did not have to hide his shit it wasn't stealth recording it was more like Grateful Dead recording 
which is why you have so many great shows from this tour, because in 95 they did have a taper section. <clears throat> Good shit. Man, thank you, Terry Stevenson. And that's interesting, considering that this is, you know, 27 years ago, 26 years ago. Shortly, very shortly, 27 years ago. And we're listening to it now, and you can watch it now. You can get on YouTube and watch it. You can buy the DVDs. Um, Yes, they're bootlegs, but they're great. And really enjoy this. Otherwise, all we would have is the unleaded album and the unleaded video from MTV. So thank you, Terry Stevenson. Saint Terry Stevenson. Put him up there. Put him up there in the heavens. Mike Millard, Saint Mike Millard. Welcome, Terry Stevenson. Somebody else who deserves the accolades. What we're going to listen to next, Mark? Well, I think we're going to listen to a little bit of... Oh, yeah, palate cleanser, right? Custard Pie. Great song. Fun song. Jimmy pulls it off live all the time. He played it in uh, 88 on the Outrider tour. Uh, where he tongue-in-cheek threaded in every song that Robert sampled on Tall Cool One. He and the band played live in Custard Pie. So, that's genius. I can't even describe it. It's not like he played the whole song, but um, he would throw the ocean in. He would throw Black Dog in, and just... So, so good. And it was really tight with the band. Even though I did not like Jason's drum sound on that tour hi kit cat there's a kitty cat up here hi baby girl okay let's listen to custard pie and i'm gonna pet the cat enjoy friendos again still february 13th 1996 day before valentine's day tokyo japan
excellent performance. Seems like it's a touch out of Robert's comfort zone, maybe just for that night. But um, I don't mean comfort zone literally like it makes him cry to sing it because it makes him think of when, you know, mommy hit, you know, burned him with a cigarette. But more like it's just a bit of a strain. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just Robert. Maybe it's you. You ever thought of that? Well, I'm sure it's not you. You're too cute. Now is the time for the spiel. Veterans can scrub ahead 90 seconds. I am available. Oh, I am going to cough. I'm going to hit pause and be right back. Thank you. You didn't hear a thing, but it happened. I'm available. Where am I available? Anywhere you can find podcasts. Anywhere you can find podcasts, maybe. Uh, which you already know because you're listening to me, so you've already found me. But apparently I still have to say it because every other podcast says it. You want to help me out? You like the podcast? Are you, are you entertained? If you want to help me out without giving me money, which is totally cool, free podcast, etc., comrades, um, leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps out. Even if you say one star, this guy sucks. But don't do that. I'll find you. Um, Now, even if you do, you know, follow your heart. It really helps. It raises relevance. And that means when people search Led Zeppelin in the podcast thing, I pop up. And not just, you know, fucking Dateline NBC, who said the word Led Zeppelin once in a show eight years ago. Hi, Kit Kat. What is up? She wants food. You have food, but you don't have wet food. I'll give you wet food soon. She doesn't care. Alrighty. We have established that I am a podcast and I can be heard on podcast platforms. I have sufficiently charmed you and buttered you up. Hi, baby girl. Hi, baby girl. So you will then leave a positive review or give me money. How will we give you money, Mark? How? I will sell my children for you. You don't need to. Just give me money. No. Uh, if you do want to support the podcast and become a partner or a Patreon, patron rather, go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness and see if there's something there for you. Uh, you can also hit the Patreon button on my website, which is heartofmarkness.com. And that's where you can go to get the shows that I cover. There are very, very few shows that I've covered that I haven't shared with you. And, uh, if I didn't share it with you, it was because I was asked not to, which happens sometimes. Or it was a compilation show and I didn't want to upload 17,000 shows because I took one song from each. So, heartofmarkness.com is where you can go and download this entire show. Let me read you. Let me read you the set list. You want the set list? Oh, no. It's divided over two discs, which are two different downloads. All right, we're going to go in reverse. Oh, wait, maybe we're not. Maybe I can do it this way. Simply because, for whatever reason today, when I uh, load up my computer and hit the folder that all my shows are in, it indexes the entire folder, which is hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes, and it takes forever instead of just going, Bing, here's your shit. So here's the set list for the show, February 13th, 1996, Tokyo, Japan, soundboard, 
audience merge. Soundboard source is made in occupied Japan, and the audience source is Hoochie Coochie. The set list as, is as follows. Introduction. Clank, clank. Thank you. I don't know why they open with thank you. It's so low energy. Custard pie, which would be great to open with. Black dog. Tangerine. The hurdy-gurdy solo with Nigel Eaton, the aforementioned Nigel, Nigel Eaton. Neaton. Jesus Christ, Nigel Eaton. That's happening more and more. Gallows Pole, T for One, Band Introductions, On Guitar, Mr. Jimmy Page, On Bass, Mr. Charlie Jones, On Drums, Mr. Michael Lee, etc. The song remains the same. Going to California, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, which is always great. The Whole Lot of Love with a medley of shit. Friends, Yalla. That's the one they recorded in that square in Marrakesh, Morocco, where they're playing it, and Jimmy's Marshall stack starts going further and further into the crowd because people are trying to steal it. Beautiful. Four Sticks, Cashmere, the encore break, What Is and What Should Never Be, always a hit, and then Rock and Roll, where if I remember correctly, Jimmy even jumped up into the air like the old days and did that kind of starfish blah. Good stuff. These are fun shows. They're high-energy shows. Robert is light, more lighthearted because, I don't know, I think once they get to Japan, they just think kind of the the eye is off of them more so they can cut loose a little bit and, and be a little more fun. I don't know. But <clears throat> that is at heartofmarkness.com, or will be. Don't run there now. It's not there yet. It's not there yet, but it will be by the end of tonight. It is 5.22 p.m. on November 17th, 2022. That's Pacific Daylight Time, or whatever the fuck it is. Pacific. I'm up, I'm in Oregon. <laughs> That's what time it is. So, we've heard that. We've heard Custard Pie. We've heard Tea for One. I've given you the spiel. All that's left now is to thank you very much. Please be good to yourselves and each other. Ha! Nope, one more song. Whole lot of love. It's going to be 16 hours long. Are you ready? Is it going to be like the ones in 1970 with the medleys that make you cry and go, Oh my God. Nope, but it's still good. Here we go. I'm gonna give you my life I'm 
Thank you, please sit well, down. Folks, Shh, I'm speaking. We've been touring for a long, a long time. And we are great believers in true acts of faith and miracles. And therefore, it is a miracle that we are traveling with these people. Very beautiful. That was fun. That was high energy. That was good. That break on through. Loved it. And not the, the ones that I've heard from the 95 tour and the one that they played on the night I saw them in Portland um, was not as awesome. Truly delightful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, unless there's a huge outcry, I think I may do a part two because this is good shit. Um, if there is a huge outcry, then I won't. Speaking of outcry, let me cry out that next Thursday here in the United States of America, at least for the moment, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. I will probably not have a podcast out Thursday, but I will. If I don't, I will definitely have one out Friday. And if I do get one out Thursday, 
I will still probably get one out Friday or that weekend, maybe a classic rock one, because I've got a four-day weekend. Hooray! Take that, all you people in industrialized countries that get eight million days off a year. I get eight. All right, I'm going to go hang myself. Lying, kidding, not really true. So please be good to yourselves and each other. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for my podcast. Shit, I didn't read my patrons, who I am very thankful for. Hold on. Nice try. Trying to make me forget my patrons. It's not going to work. A laurel and a hearty handshake go out to the following titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble yet mighty podcast. Thank you to Brian, Matt, Stephen, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegarn, Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Dan, Yell, Tracy, who I talked to today. Great to talk to you, Tracy. He's my David Goggins. Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. You got your show, Mimo. Happy birthday to anybody whose birthday it is. And I will talk to you next week. Maybe this weekend with the classic rock one. Who knows? All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.